I didn't have to worry about the draft. I was exempt from that. And so I thought that was a pretty good deal for a while until I got to thinking about it and all the riots and stuff going on about Vietnam and, and all that. And I really got to feeling very guilty about what I was doing and what I was not doing. It didn't occur to me to join the service until the recruiters came through our school and they were looking for nurses and I thought, oh, patriotic, serve my country and uh, see the world, see something. We're talking 66. 1966, 65, into that era. And I, I thought, it just isn't right. What I'm doing is, is wrong. It's, I'm not holding up my end of the deal. Okay. So that's the reason I decided I'd go in the Army and just go ahead and fly helicopters for them, figuring that I could, something I could do and do pretty good. I'm not sure if I believed in the war at all myself, other than the fact that the government was in there and I'm, I'm a supporter of the government, so I went down to Fort Sam Houston, Texas to get medical training. While I was down there, uh, a new company full of nurses, new nurses was coming in, and she was a part of that group. You know, I saw him at the bar, I thought he was a good-looking guy. He was a pilot, you know. <laughs> he was a pilot. <laughs> that was attractive right there. Well, what really got her, I'm convinced, was when I said, hey, you want to go spend a weekend in Mobile, Alabama? Now, when you're in San Antonio, Texas, that's, that's, a, that's a big trip. Anyway, yeah, we spent a lot of time at the pool talking, 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 talking. We just um, connected. I was so impressed with what she did. Uh, it's amazing to me to lose both your parents before you're 15, you know, and wind up getting your way through through nurses' training. So within about three days, you asked me to marry you, mm -hmm. and we got married six weeks later. He went to Vietnam, but then they, then I got orders to go to Korea by halfway through his tour, and so I thought, oh, if I'm going to go any place, I'm, I'm going to go to Vietnam where he is. And almost did that, but then I thought, boy, if I go to Vietnam, he would just extend to cover my tour. So I thought, I'd better I'll just go to Korea. And when he finished in Vietnam, he joined me in Korea. That was the hardest year of my life, I think, because, you know, I just found the guy, the man of my life, and we tried to send audio tapes back and forth. That was really too hard to even do because it'd start tearing up. And... Yeah. But anyway, you had, um, you had a good year in Vietnam. I did. Shot down five times, rescuing people, yeah. saved over almost 2,000 patients. He would go out and pick up people when nobody else would. So he was, he's a hero. People don't think it's possible to have a good year in Vietnam. And if you say, best year of my life I spent in Vietnam, they, they think you kind of slipped a cog in there someplace. Because uh, I was just saving lives. That's all. I didn't have to shoot anybody. I didn't shoot a single soul, not a single one. And uh, I, I felt really good about that because I was picking people up that were broken, getting to somebody that could fix them, and get them on their way out of the country. It was uh, 1,767 patients, gunshot injuries to broken legs to who knows what all those, and one birth in the back of the aircraft. There are some that I just really love. Some of them are, came out great, and I really love those too. It's not like they're all the bad ones, it's just that just the ones that are bad are really bad. <laughs> the worst experience of my life was, was hauling a patient back who had, had really gotten himself blown. His whole midsection was, and the medic in the back was, he was back there. He was having a terrible time keeping this guy's guts 
basically on the litter or inside. And, and of course, a helicopter is not what you would call a smooth ride. It's just a lump, 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 thing. And so he called me on the radio and asked me if I'd come back and give him a hand. So I had to go back and spent the last half of that trip to the hospital trying to hold this guy's organs inside of his, on the inside of his body with my bare hands. I know he, that guy made it out of the hospital and eventually was, was on a flight to, to uh, Tachikawa Air Base, Japan. My thought is if he made it, stayed alive, to chances are good he made it alive. Talk about the episode with the Air Force. Uh, that was a whole different horse. Plaka Air Force Base had a rescue aircraft there, they call it Pedro. Well, the Pedro aircraft was shot down and all four of the crew were killed. So they were back at Pleiku having last rites services. Didn't sound right. So we got an aircraft and we pulled a gig down to Contum. And sure enough, there's a Pedro that now is just a molten bunch of ash. So we kind of slid over the top of it a little bit, knowing that we weren't alone there. Uh, the enemy was out there. <laughs> yeah, there's And all of a sudden, the crew chief gets on the mic and says, sir, there's a guy down there, and he's in an Air Force uniform. We're going to have to do a hoist mission, where we go back and just park it 60 feet in the air, drop a force penetrator down, let a guy climb on it, and we'll hoist him up. We know somebody has settled out. I started checking around, right off the bat. You could feel it in the aircraft. When a bullet goes through the end of the aircraft, it, we're getting, we're getting filled up. But settled out, crew chief, he starts hoisting this guy up, and all of a sudden screams into the microphone, and he says, sir, there's another guy down there. And we're out fishing for the next guy, and we got him up, and by God, he was halfway up, and all of a sudden the crew chief says, sir, there's another guy. Now you gotta hurry. Fuel is gonna be a real issue here. I'd given up worrying about the bullet holes. <laughs> so we get that guy, and all I was doing was praying out loud for the fourth guy. Let's let's get all four of them over here. But we got the third guy up, and those guys, the, all together, those three guys agreed that the fourth guy was gone. He, he, he didn't make it. So we used uh, eight, nine complete rolls of duct tape patching up the holes in the aircraft. We have night, nightmares. I still have the dreams, yeah. I, I have a hard time sleeping at night, sometimes, not all the time. Well, you're thinking about the dead bodies that were brought in on slings. That was that was a sick that was a sick thing. In came this big Chinook, Hannah Hannah Road helicopter, cover helicopter. Comes in there, whop a wop, comes in there, and he's got this cargo net hanging underneath him. Sets that cargo net down right on that asphalt. That that net had 47 GIs in it, dead. There's 47 I couldn't get to, but. There they are, dead. They're all, most, most all of them had brand new jungle fatigues. They're kids, they're all of them kids. How, how do we get into these messes, you know? I just, how do we get into these messes? I can't help but feel like, what a waste. You know, we served our country with honor. We 
was our entry calls, and so we went to serve. What for? What What did we accomplish? When I got done work at the end of a day over there, I felt like I'd already done something. I just don't want to see us ever get into another mess like that for the poultry, lousy little reason we got into that one. I, I, I was just disgusted with the whole thing. We both enjoyed being part of the service. The yeah, service was, was good. It was a lot of fun. There are a lot of good times. Our first home together was a helicopter crate. H-34's helicopters they used for cargo in, in the Korean conflict um, were shipped over there in crates. So what they would do is sit and take the side off the crate, pull it down, pull the aircraft out of there, and then put the side back up there and nail it shut, cut a hole and call it a door, and now it's a hoof. <laughs> this is what you live in. <laughs> we had a potbelly stove and one single bed and snowed in the cracks and <laughs> a little closet. You had to keep a light in there so to keep it from getting mildewy. <laughs> it was fun. We had a lot of fun. It was, uh, we had big fun. Yeah. We had a lot of fun. Yeah. We did. We, uh, yeah. We did. We did some fun, fun, crazy stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and we're not going to talk about that either. <laughs> <laughs>